0: I'm here with my friend, Blue, who also coincidentally does sex work and did the kind of sensitivity reading for my Vic exposure that I just spent ages reading out loud. Um, <laughs> and basically, Blue and I have a friendship that consists largely of discussing uh, the injustices of the representation of sex work in fandom and war books. So those are the two <laughs> things we talk about. Um is mainly just war and sex um but today we're really prioritizing the sex part of our friendship isn't that right blue
1: we'll try
0: (laughs) i mean (laughs) if you want to talk about all quiet on the western front baby i'm here for you no Uh, no i'll (laughs) cry um all right so i guess we'll just get started really um so blue you've been reading fanfic for how long do you reckon
1: Oh gosh, I just realized um I've been reading fan fiction for over a decade. I, <laughs> wow. It, this is terrible. I was trying to um I- explain like my origins or like how long I've been reading by by telling um by saying that like okay, so I was reading fan fiction when there were still specific Yahoo groups for oh, wow. <laughs> for writers they would say Hi! Yeah, you can get the new link for um, stay updated on my for new chapters all all of my Yahoo group. And I was on these Yahoo groups for Star Trek fan fiction and Doctor Who fan fiction. And so I have read some old old fan fiction that I didn't realize <laughs> was so old. It's it's funny like looking at the dates in which something was um, posted. You can tell by the warnings they give like warning slash don't like don't read.
0: yeah I sometimes see that with fics that are posted like direct because I basically only read and sometimes I'll read a fic and it'll be like warnings there is a gay couple in this yeah and I'm like
1: what do you think I'm here for what then you look and the date it was posted was 2005 (laughs) okay so like don't read no flames.
0: <laughs> okay, so you've been reading uh it since like you know knighthood was in flower, but um <laughs> when <laughs> how long have you been reading Drari specifically? Oh no.
1: Sorry. Uh oh shoot. I think I have read I read a couple fics like a couple years ago, but it wasn't until like Mm, almost a year ago maybe less actually I didn't really super start reading Jerry I think until this recent February
0: right wait that's really recent Uh, oh yeah
1: okay I read a
0: lot and you got did you fall deep into the tunnel
1: oh yeah there's no stopping me (laughs) I had I had feels for breakfast at my at my side
0: (laughs) so feels is actually how uh Blue and I got introduced basically feels strong-armed me into writing this fic uh Fields for Breakfast by the way if you haven't read any of their fics they are so beautiful they're really great I actually sometimes send them to people as like intro to fanfic because they read especially like Open for Repairs uh is one of their earlier fics reads like just a very literary short story in which Draco and Harry happen to fall in love so it's a very good intro to fanfic but uh basically yeah they forced me into writing they were like you have to write something for Hurtfest and I was like leave me alone and they were like no you have to and they were like do you have any ideas and I was like well look I do have this like you know camboy draco idea and they were like very very gently <laughs> like I was wondering whether um you know not to be invasive but you okay. have ever done any cam work and I was like no and I'm like okay uh <laughs> have you considered maybe having someone who has done it read it when it's done you know would that be something you would be open to and I was very excited because, um. <laughs> something I'll talk about later, is that I have, previous to this, written in another fandom a, uh, a sex worker fic that, in retrospect, I realised was deeply troubling. Uh, and I was like, I didn't, I, I kind of sensed already that it, I wanted to do better this time around. So I was delighted to be introduced to Blue. And Blue really, really helped me figure out how to make the fic uh, representative. So Blue, why don't you tell us a little bit about the kind of sex work you do?
1: So I have been a stripper for two years, but before that I worked on cam and nude modeling and, um, boudoir and, uh, off and on full, full service. So that's the, that's the, um, term for, oh goodness, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the term for prostitution. Um, and so just to check, is prostitution an offensive term or is it a technical? No, term? no. uh,
1: so this is where I lose my eloquence. So you might—I <laughs> would like to preface. Hi, this is not something that I articulate often, and so I think that that is is somewhat relevant. So my my answers won't be quite as uh, they're fascinating, eloquently ex- ex- expressed.
0: <laughs> no, no, don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. Go on. Okay. So so I'll repeat the question then. So okay. uh, is prostitution a technical term or is it more like an offensive term?
1: it's not at all an offensive term actually the I think one thing that got me to speak up about hi I'm a sex worker I don't know anybody else here but whenever I see the the rent boy character thing I just it makes me want to check my phone (laughs) that that one's just so flippant it's just Oh goodness, hold on! That's not a very good answer. One no,
0: one. no. I mean, I think you can you can repeat it if you want, but I thought that was very <laughs> eloquent. Uh, no, I I know what you mean. So there is a tag like rent boy, and mm-hmm. I will have you know that in my uh, you know not appropriate uh, sex work fic, the first time when I first posted it, I posted it with rent boy tags because those were the norm, and then yeah. I thought about it a bit, and I was like. It seems as if this isn't the peak of respectfulness. <laughs> and I deleted the rent boy tags and changed them to sex worker tags. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I see what you mean. It feels a bit like being like prozzy Draco. Like <laughs> <laughs> just could be better. I think
1: I haven't considered the difficulty of that or not the difficulty, but the, the choice made there is that people look through that tag, like, rent boy or Mm -hmm. it's very silly like call girl like escort the prostitute
0: prostitute is fine Mm -hmm. I have had some friends who were I mean who were basically prostitutes but were very keen on calling themselves escorts rather than prostitutes I don't know whether there's a world in which there's a difference it's
1: Prostitute just isn't offensive, but escort is respectful to the one to like to who you're referring to. If that mm-hmm. is a better explanation, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Okay, all right. So you've done a quite wide variety of uh, different types of sex work, which I think yes. means that you're like very well poised to speak on the representation of various different types of sex work in the fandom. Mm-hmm. What are some themes in the representation of sex workers and fic that you see a lot?
1: Well. Oh, sorry about this, but another ca- caveat is that I, I am, I can only give my own opinion. I don't speak for other sex workers in any, any capacity, either <laughs> for strippers or full service workers or cam models, or anything like that. I, there is no, <laughs> we're not homogenous. Yeah, um, not
0: monolith sex worker.
1: Yes, instead. exactly. Goodness gracious, no, the infighting is. <laughs> So it's common to have a character be down and out and desperate Mm -hmm. as a sex worker, which is difficult because in reality, that's a lot of how sex workers get started. Like I personally had no choice. It was my best option. I was in all technicalities, you know, down and out. Mm -hmm. Um, But also my continuing work has not always had me in the same position. Mm -hmm. Goodness. Um, So it's like the extreme extent of down and out. And then the um, depiction of, on that note, like the depiction of sex work as something that the character would only only do because they're so desperate. Like they hate what they're doing. It makes them feel disgusting. It makes them feel worthless. And the only depiction of sex work is that, it's depraved, that there's no, that sex work it, itself is inherently traumatic and, um, and undignified and mm. harmful.
0: So yeah, I, I have a thing to say about that, which is that mm-hmm. uh, I read the down and out um, sex work mm-hmm. and trope. Um, I think you're right, that's very, very common. And uh, I actually, I know you may disagree with me on this, I don't think it's necessarily uh, bad If it were in proportion and the example I've given to you before is that it's a little bit like imagine if in every single fic where Harry was a teacher at Hogwarts he ended up sleeping with a student Uh, eventually you'd start being like wow teachers are kind of shady. (laughs) <laughs> Whereas the thing is, like, some teachers sleep with their students, and uh, within that, sometimes it's no. I mean, no, it's usually fucked up. But the point is uh, that let's make up a statistic. Let's say that happens five percent of the time. That seems like a lot. Um, so let's say you had five percent of fix that showed that. That's much more representative. Whereas in fandom at the moment, I would hazard a guess that there is considerably more than five percent of uh, sex worker fix about down and out sex workers i would say it's like 95% of the sex worker fix are about like miserable abused reluctant sex workers mm-hmm. so i i can see how like that cumulative um gathering of just these like really sad sex worker fix is necessarily going to have an impact on how you view sex workers mm-hmm. and so even though you know an individual down and out sex worker fix is not harmful it's not in a vacuum uh, it's it's amid all these other sex worker fix but um I have seen other sex worker fix where actually it's usually Draco where Draco uh loves being a sex worker have you read any like that no
1: I have had to instill a moratorium uh for myself on I can't read work in progresses or like yeah anything that's a work in progress because I go nuts and I can't read sex worker well au's like i can't do it because i just get my hackles are automatically raised something will just make me sad Mm -hmm. um like there there might not be anything inherently harmful or cruel but sometimes it often it feels like the only uh the bar for is this a good sex worker fic is does this sex worker get assaulted or not (laughs) (laughs) like and i'm like you know i just i just don't really i don't i don't want to deal with that and just the it's there's always something that just makes me like kind of curl in on myself just a little bit, no matter how well-intentioned the writer is. So I, I have stopped reading Sex Worker A's, but that has not stopped me from coming across it and reading like a lot of fics have sex worker characters in them or scenes with sex work or yeah, things along that line. And so it's not something I haven't been reading
0: okay right but you don't you try not to you know seek out uh for instance that rent boy tag is not for you no (laughs) um
1: (laughs) I I I tried actually I because I was curious I wanted to know um and I I tried actually like a couple uh and they were handled with different levels of care or understanding um and different like plots and writing styles etc and so very different interactions there but it I think that there's such a gap between um sex worker AUs and just my real lived experience and in general like the reality of sex work it's just so completely different that it makes me feel a little bit not real
0: that's that's interesting and it makes a lot of sense and I I know I've already told you this but I'll tell the listeners uh I (laughs) this is such a mundane way to relate what you're going through which is you know serious and and legitimate I (laughs) I live in LA (laughs) and I was reading this romance novel it was a romance novel set in Hollywood and the uh opening scene was it's this assistant and her boss and her boss is like I'm taking you to the SAG Awards and the assistant's like, my God, the SAG Awards, and then the boss is like, you'll need to buy a fancy dress. Come with me, and then buys her her assistant a like two thousand dollar ball gown, and uh, it just immediately broke all the rules of Hollywood. Like I remember, uh, and this is so this is so minor, right? It does not it doesn't not matter. Hollywood is not at, at risk of being misrepresented in, uh, in this. No. But the fact is, you know. Um, You do not wear a ball gown to an award in Hollywood, an award event in Hollywood, if you are not nominated for something. In fact, one year, Amy Adams wore a very fancy ball gown to the Oscars when she wasn't nominated. And everyone in Hollywood was like, wow, that's a bit extra. It's not her birthday party. I had no idea. My first thought was really off the rack. But- uh, no, no, it's quite the opposite. <laughs> she would just, A, she would be going to the Saga Woods anyway as an assistant if she had any luck, mm-hmm. probably. Uh, B, she has a cocktail dress, presumably. She is so unimportant as an assistant. No one gives a <laughs> shit about what she is wearing. She does not need to buy a $2,000 dress. And in fact, doing so makes her look like an idiot. So it was just so many basic rules of Hollywood. Oh, and the assistant and the girl um, called each other by their last names, like Miss miss whatever your name is oh, uh, very very Hollywood. and i was like i just couldn't read it because i was like you're misrepresenting a culture i'm familiar with uh, <laughs> and i was like i was like very you know uh, i was up in arms about it and so when you're talking to me about people misrepresenting your sex work uh i'm like Oh yeah. That one time I experienced it briefly in an incredibly harmless way was indeed so annoying. I can't even imagine how it must feel for you.
1: Yeah. I think a a comparison I can make and (laughs) is that I've also been a barista on and off since I was 16. Like, so it's been a while. Uh, (laughs) And I, so I've worked in different coffee shops of all sorts. And so I'll read a lot of, you know, there's all kinds of coffee shop AUs, you know, mm-hmm. and some of them, it's like, obviously everyone has been a customer mm-hmm. to a coffee shop, you know, but not everyone has worked as a barista, but it doesn't matter if you've never worked as a barista. Like it's, it's no matter how incorrectly you depict <laughs> <like> <laughs> the workings, the goings on, um, the mundane technicalities of it all, it's never going to harm anyone. It won't affect the clientele of the coffee shop. It won't
0: change the way um Lots customers- people legislate against the coffee shop, the barista people
1: exactly you know i
0: don't it's not going to change any laws and yet <laughs> <laughs> so okay. okay right um and maybe this sounds obvious, but um. Say say the fandom continued to pretty much only represent sex work as being something that people who were very down and out did out of desperation and it was degrading and horrible and abusive. Uh, how does that negatively impact uh, you?
1: So that's actually, I'm, I'm glad you were able to phrase that question like that because the way it harms me specifically is the same way the general mass media depiction of sex workers also harms me so there's and the same thing is that the mass media representation is eventually and largely the same thing as the larger understanding of sex work and therefore my clientele um new clientele older clientele and then people that don't know otherwise have never been a customer of sex work have never been a sex worker um it just, they're, they're just acceptance or like agreement with what they see continues that and, and affects the customers, et cetera. So let's see how I can
0: phrase this. This is very interesting. And I think, I think I would be more interested to hear about is like, do you feel as if you can tell when a client has clearly internalized a lot of negative stereotypes through the media?
1: Oh, well everyone has. It's, it's like, it's like the idea of being not racist that's not possible right every single person is capable of racism it's um again this is very different I'm not saying that this is a bigotry and sex work is ever the same thing except for the part where sex work and race intersect which is a whole separate conversation mm-hmm. While relevant, but it's the idea of being woke like that's an end stop where you can't learn or that you're just because you're aware that something is harmful doesn't mean that you still unconsciously act on the same things or you aren't influenced, like just because you know that sex workers aren't bad people, sex work isn't inherently bad, that you can't, like that your unconscious understanding or reading of sex workers, sex workers isn't influenced still.
0: Yeah, no, of course.
1: Yeah, yeah. Does that... Does that sort of make sense?
0: I think so, yeah. So it, it sounds as if what you're getting at is just this this continued misrepresentation of sex work increases the stigma in your day-to-day life and in mm-hmm. your clientele.
1: Yeah, it just keeps it going on. And the main trauma of sex work is the way people treat us. And it's the way people treat us is a continuation of what they think is normal. And so you either have the church ladies to the rescue version where we're down and out because we wouldn't do anything we wouldn't do this unless we had no choice because it's awful and disgusting and depraved and Mm -hmm. we're selling ourselves and we're miserable and all that jazz and so sex work therefore is inherently traumatic Mm -hmm. Um, we as workers have no agency and maybe um, we've been coerced or we believe this is normal but we're wrong
0: Mm-hmm. that
1: um, thinking it's okay and so we need to be saved or the other alternative of the same idea that we have no agency or understanding that um, that we've um, chosen to be sex workers because we're gross or lazy, deviant, dumb, like we're on drugs, we're warped with daddy issues. So we're already so low <laughs> that no matter how a customer treats us, it won't make anything worse. Right, Like we can't get any lower. Um And so they can come in and treat us however they want, so either way, it's no level ground in which a depiction of me like comes across with me as human or that I have the ability to make choices or the ability to have a bad day at work, a good day at work, a good customer, a shitty customer, a really annoying coworker. <laughs> Like the one that everybody avoids in the back room because she's annoying.
0: Well, this is something I I have thought about uh, with regards to sex work, which is that when, one of the disadvantages that I see is that, um, you know, if you are a teacher and you complain about your teaching, people are like, yeah, I'm sorry about that shitty kid you had. But if you're a sex worker and you complain about your client, people will be like, you've got to get out of that gig, man. Like, helps you. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and it's like, no, everyone, you know, peak good job is still going to be 5% shit. So even if you absolutely bloody love being a sex worker, you're still going to have of things you want to complain about. And I think what's really difficult is that because of the negative representation, there's like a lot of pressure on sex workers who think about this kind of stuff to not complain.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. And so I'm grateful to have um, the friends that I do in the community that I do because, um, oh, you know, very relevant tangent is that (laughs) community and the lack thereof is 100% absent in every single depiction of sex work I have ever seen in fan fiction. And I am not someone that goes and reads through, you know, the the red boy tag or the the sex worker character tag of any kind, but I've been reading (laughs) fan fiction for over a decade in... So many different fandoms and so many different pairings and never have I seen a depiction of um sex worker characters having sex worker friends or like co-workers. Like-
0: I have. I've read one or two where it's like Draco and Pansy are sex workers together um, and those are usually more fun to read, but I can,
1: uh, I can see that.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah, I think, I think it, what you, you know, believe sometimes sends me pictures of like the sex worker Facebook group they're in. I
1: love, <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I, I, it was a while after I was dancing. And, um, so blessedly when you're doing cam work, um, it's easier to find community there because you have to have like social media profiles on Twitter and Instagram and stuff to advertise yourself where you just come across each other on the site that you're working on. So you automatically interact with um, other cam models, which is a relief. Um, you're like, oh, yes, you, you're at work too. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, oh, goodness, what was I saying?
0: Um, well, just about the lack of community and how actually the community, and this is a, a yes. question I was going to ask you is, you know, something that you'd like to see more of in fanfic. And yes. uh, yeah, I think, you know, sex worker communities, they sound fun. So on that note,
1: an ongoing joke with everyone I've ever talked to who's a dancer is like how desperately we want a TV show that's The Office, but a strip club. The locker room is the most unbelievable place. I I don't think, I have never experienced so much as I have in the world. And I have a very, I've had a very strange life, but the locker room, my goodness,
0: (laughs) Uh, blue side note. We should maybe, Mm -hmm. I would write that script with you. I'm like, not joking. I'd do it. No, we should do that. Okay. Um, okay. okay, Well, I want to, I want to bring us back to, uh, to, to kind of like pet peeves, not exactly pet peeves, but something. So obviously there's the abused sex, sex worker fic, Mm -hmm. um, the reluctant sex worker fic. Uh, Which, incidentally, is the subject of my problematic ex fic uh, that (laughs) I I deleted actually. And I'll tell you why I deleted it because I (laughs) I talked to Blue and I was like, should I delete it or should I put an author's note? And Blue was like, I think you should put an author's note. But then on exposure, I got this really lovely comment from a sex worker who was like, I've never felt like I've seen a fic that represented my experience so clearly. And I'm really grateful for it. And I've been waiting for this in fandom. And then I thought, oh no, what if that person goes through my fix and is like, another sex worker fic, hurrah, (laughs) and then reads it and is, you know, miserable. And I just thought, you know, I don't think I did a bad job of reluctant sex worker, Mm -hmm. but uh, is is there need for it? I don't think so. Maybe it's the coward's way out. Maybe I should have put the author's note, but I just deleted it because anyway, it was in a, a smaller fandom that didn't really have very many sex worker fics. Oh. Uh, so I was like opening the door. (laughs) Um, yeah, but I wanted to read it. Oh, I can I'm very happy to send it to you, but you must forgive me in advance. I think
1: it would be interesting to see the same because of all the discussions we've had that have been fantastic. And I've learned a lot from you and your perspective. Um, and like the gaps and the details that you've been missing, um, while you were writing exposure and so I'd be fascinated to go back and read a fic in which you'd never had these discussions.
0: Well, so there were some things I was aware of. Like I was trying to make sure that, um, you know, character A, it was in, it was in the Snowbaz uh, fandom. So it was. I was trying to make sure that Simon didn't like save Baz kind of thing. Um, and at the end when they get together, Baz is like, you know, I might keep doing this. And Simon's like, well, I'd rather you didn't, but yeah, obviously you can do whatever you want. So I was trying to kind of, not fall into those traps and I did have one sex worker comment on that one and be like I think you did a good job um so they said it was okay so actually it's fine because I have <laughs> permission
1: <laughs> one person from <laughs> like, the one fine
0: <laughs> like just because it doesn't hurt you didn't yeah, exactly. get kicked in the gut when you weren't looking exactly no but uh no it definitely had you know it had um incredibly unrealistic portrayal of like street bars uh and just yeah. everyone beating him up and it was just like it was fucking ludicrous but um so so we've all watched svu i
1: what's svu oh special law and order special victims unit
0: okay i feel like law and order has done bad things for the community am i right you, you, you would be correct. Okay. <laughs> that's that's okay. what I'm getting at. From what I've, what <laughs> that's where
1: that same scene is over and over and over. There's never been like a fully consensual sex worker. Okay. And let me tell you, I would okay. watch that show so much. It pisses me off every no, time.
0: I, we'll talk about this later, Blue. Yeah. Um, no, but so, so there's two other things I wanted to talk about. that are tropes of um, sex work effects that I see a lot. So one is, I loved sex work until I slept with you. And now it feels degrading. Have you read one of those? I have. It's been a while. What are your thoughts on that?
1: It's what, what perspective is this coming from? Is this like the character who's a sex worker um, is sleeping with a client?
0: An enthusiastic sex worker really loves their job. Usually because like, I just love sex, right? They love sex. They love having it. And then they sleep with um, the other character and suddenly they don't a client. No, usually because they are a client, and then they stop wanting to sleep with any of the other clients and often mm-hmm. will start canceling the other client sessions because they kind of feel empty. Now, to me, yes, I have read this. I can imagine I can imagine feeling that way, but I wanted to know what you think. That's like a thing that happens, and that's the thing is that
1: all of these tropes, um, they, they stem from a shitty reality um yeah that because that the problem with that the inherent problem with that is that that the allure was that they were settling for sex work rather than a satisfying relationship and therefore they couldn't both have a satisfying relationship and being a sex worker so those you can't have both at the same time
0: is the implication of that of that
1: fact? okay it's impossible to and it's gross like you'll feel bad if you try
0: yeah you're right that's often a trait of that is that then after they've slept mm-hmm. with um you know the fan fandom shipper after they've slept with their guy they then go and have another mm-hmm. client and they feel like it's all kind of repulsive and mm-hmm. you the problem inherent in that is that it implies that uh you can't have a, a healthy relationship and do sex work exactly right yeah, yeah. that, makes
1: so that sense. one's that one's definitely that one's there got to okay. block that one out. Another one is um so there's, there's two others that I want to touch on. So there's one that we, we joked about the other day which is the tart with a heart of gold. Yeah. Um, this is such a minor little thing um and it's usually just like a flick where um an escort or any sex worker gives their time for free or even just like implies that I do this for free for you. Mm -hmm. Like, even if that were true and that I would want to, like, we would want to, um, give our time freely, um, to a customer, we can never say that because you never know, um, who the client is, what kind, what, what might influence them in the future. And that's still giving up income. You can never say no to income because you can never like turn that away. And, it automatically changes their view on you, and you just always maintain a little bit of distance. There are so many customers i've had that I care about so deeply, and I still think about them to this day, but I have never given my time for free and like the moments where i have i 've spent too much time with someone or um, like like talking before doing dances whatever i 'm like shit, <laughs> you know like I know I did that and uh, but I wanted them to talk a little bit. I didn't want to like rush them along. Like, it's work. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm at work. I have to do this. But so I can care and do sex work at the same time. But I can't, if I spend my time not working, then I'm not making any money.
0: Uh, this, like, yeah, I don't get paid a base rate, you know? This brings me on to I think I agree with you on this. I think um, when we talk about sex work as being mm-hmm. degrading, right? What mm-hmm. I think is really more salient is that being poor is degrading. and Yes. <laughs> that, that's what it comes down to. And, and, I, and so I think actually, personally, I think in a fic where, for instance, if Harry is a sex worker with his mm-hmm. like vast wealth, I am mm-hmm. much less upset if Harry is then like, oh, I don't want to take your money because he doesn't mm-hmm. fucking need it. But if you are a down and out sex worker uh, in any kind of way, or you're even just like a normal sex worker, you know, mm-hmm. you're working hour by hour, Mm -hmm. you need the income. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think that really most sex worker fix are really fix about, um, financial strain. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I think that's important to bear in mind. Although I want to question you about this, that the idea Mm -hmm. of, um, I would never tell someone I would do things with them for free. Uh, Mm -hmm. when we're looking at like, say drarie, They Mm -hmm. have known each other before and the point of the fic is usually they're going to end up in a relationship. Surely if you were in the process of basically starting to date a client, at some point you would have them stop paying you. No? Am I wrong? Yes.
1: And this is something, that's something I will I want to get into. um, That's both the the pet peeve and the harmful trope and the one that, um, what I think exposure handled well in all of its terrible ways, is the whole thing of falling in love with a client. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's hell. Because <laughs> it happens in real life, and it's always awful. I, anybody that I've ever talked to, um, like, any, like, um, I knew a dance that used to trick. Goodness gracious, one moment. It's difficult because sex work overlaps. With what, sex work? The <laughs> different corners, yeah. And yeah. A hierarchy where
0: uh, I'm sorry. Uh, say
1: that a word again. So it's called a hierarchy, <laughs> so like hierarchy, <laughs> yeah. but within the whores, you know. Yeah, and yeah. that's like that's like a genuine thing. No, it's no, like, you. <laughs> you no. Know, I think it's it's kind of a cute term, if you will, <laughs> um, and it's very relevant because it's in. A community of people that are already marginalized, um people um saying, Well, I won't do that, like strippers saying that well, I'd never like I'd never be a prostitute. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, do your thing, whatever, shut up. <laughs> you know, like I don't know what you tell yourself, but okay. Um and then like then also there's between dancers that work, um, only topless bars or they work at gentlemen's clubs where you have to wear ball gowns. (laughs) Um, Those, those are a hell in a handbasket. Oh, I hate those clubs. Um, they're (laughs) terrible. They're terrible. Um, and then there's, um, so there's like condescension of, um, dancers that work at higher end clubs towards dancers that work at hole in the wall clubs, um, or topless dancers looking down at, um, like fully nude, or and then like escorts, um, like more like agencyed escorts, um, looking down on just like um,
0: sort of solo service.
1: Not so much solo service, but um, <laughs> on I'd say off the wrist.
0: Off the wrist. What's off the wrist? Uh,
1: so like opportunistic like if someone so this is me essentially this is this is what I've done where uh, when I was younger and it's been a while but uh, who knows um like if I got an offer from someone um that I had a better feeling that I had a worse one and it was you know good money it's just like if the moment was right where either I needed the money more or it was a safer situation to be to go into or one unless I was Less afraid, et cetera, or I had to balance out fear, money, rent, right? (laughs) Sanity, right? Um,
0: And things like that. Uh, I just want to kind of get you back on to the question. So, the question originally was um, so, if you fall in love with Mm -hmm. a client, so obviously falling in love with a client is the subject of most sex worker fix. Um, So, in those fix, eventually, usually the sex worker says, You don't have to pay me would you say that that's just like completely off the tape? I mean, I, I assume at some point that would have to happen. Um, how, how do you think would be the most re- responsible way for that to happen in mm. effect for, for, yeah, for a client to turn into a lover?
1: Well, the reason why it usually goes bad is because of the power imbalance with regards to money um, and access and... Um, and you never know who's gonna turn out to be a pimp. Um, so there might be a guy who pays to take you out on a date and then he does that more. So he's taking care of you. Mm-hmm. Um and so so you move in with him and he takes stuck takes great care of you, might even drive you to and from the club. Um, but then he's your ride. That's
0: you know, oh, on, that's no, a- no, 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 no! I feel you. So, so then the problem starts being: if the relationship goes south, you are financially dependent on this person, and suddenly you realise that is this a relationship or is this an arrangement? Yes, right.
1: It's also the stigma. Like if you are, and then there's the the honesty like it's so difficult to be honest because you can never be explicitly honest with a customer like that's that's you can't do that (laughs) it's never going to happen either because when you walk when you advertise yourself um as an escort or when you walk onto the floor as a stripper you already have a name a costume um a different air if not an entirely different energy so automatically the way in which you meet is dishonest and your foundational conversations are dishonest no matter how like harmlessly dishonest they are it's still like a foundation based on you are getting to know me only through lies right and so even if full honesty is achievable later or is achieved later? You're always going to have that niggling fear. Are they really telling the truth?
0: This like, is the client who's going to have that, or or the sex worker is going to have that, or both? Both. Yeah.
1: Um. And then there's also the fear of like, oh, man, I'm struggling because there's just so much with this. But um, it's sex work provides independence for a lot of people, including me, that otherwise wouldn't have access to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so the risk of um, dating a client is often that they are uncomfortable with you continuing your work because then it's also, are you going to get feelings for someone else? Yeah, Um, And then there's communication issues that are like and potential jealousy or like feelings of being left out or not knowing everything with um, regards to your partner or like not knowing everything with regards to your partner that's excessive but like (laughs) am I missing important things you know like when you have whole persona and you're talking with so many people and it seems like we give them so much, even though it's a calculated amount that we've decided that we are able to give that day. Uh-huh. Um,
0: it's. Hmm. It sounds as if what you're saying is that you, at the heart of it, you, you question the possibility of a client sex worker relationship being able to be healthy because there are just so many barriers in the way of it being healthy. Yes. And I think
1: if you're willing to, we can segue into um, how it can work and why it has potential to work.
0: Well, in Drury, for instance, you have an advantage of the fact that they didn't know each other before, right? So there that is, is exactly a little bit That is exactly what I mean. Uh, <laughs> get, so they have this foundation already. And so uh, it's like learning a different side of the person, but they do already know some of the core facts. I think that makes it, easier for it to then develop in a more natural way
1: yes but then again it's um identity does everybody there know who they are again like when I'm working I'm not me mm-hmm. I'm the part of me that I'm going to share and some fun stuff like sprinkled on top for show um and some holy fake shit <laughs> right just some holy fake shit mm-hmm. um uh, and I wish I could be more articulate right now, but I think
0: we can come back to it if you, if, yeah. if like in 10 minutes, you're like, oh my God, I just know how to phrase that. maybe yeah. Um, but so let's, for the moment, let's move on. So we, we've, we've discussed that it's really difficult. So th- there's a, there's a problem at the crux of sex worker fix, which is that it is like really, really tricky to get the power dynamics right in a client worker Relationship. Uh, that said, I'm I'm sh- I'm sure it can be done. Uh, I feel that in exposure, it's more or less done. I think it seems pretty believable that they'd have a more or less equal uh, relationship uh, after the end of the fic. Uh, do you agree with that?
1: Yes. And I do. You mind if I elaborate on that? Sure, please do. I think that it works so well in exposure because it is terrible, um, <laughs> in which everybody has hurt so bad, <laughs> and. It's acknowledged um, and it's dealt with and no hurt immediately disappears. And there's a full acknowledgement of, hi, trust is going to be an issue, Mm -hmm. but I think this is worth it. Mm -hmm. And like, also because Harry has already seen Draco at his absolute worst, you know? And this was Draco's turn to see Harry at his absolute worst. Like I I think that, and all of their interactions and canon and then towards this, Um, if your story is continuation. Uh um, I think this could be seen as Harry... Harry's independently like, worst action of his own because you know when he when he cursed Draco, Draco was about to hit him with the crucio. Right. right. So it was it was a mutual shitty day. You know, yeah. it was only that Harry got there first.
0: Do you know? I actually think you've hit on something, which is that in most of my fix, Harry is just like a monumental twat to Draco. Um, I
1: love
0: that. So I really think the reason for this <laughs> is that I, I just. I think Draco would have... so so, so you're just thinking about how much you love Dick Harry now and giggling away. No, um, I I think Draco has so much to feel guilty about. Mm -hmm. If Harry doesn't also have something to feel guilty about, I I just think it's harder for that relationship to get off the ground. Whereas if Harry has really hurt Draco and then Draco forgives him, it gives both of them an opportunity to be equally generous. And I think that starts the relationship sort of... conversely like it doesn't sound as if it should but I think in some ways um my fix in which Harry is a dick are sometimes more likely to end in a healthy relationship on the other side because they've as you said they've both seen the worst of each other um so yeah actually it's really wholesome you guys when Harry is is,
1: look I think it is too and it's Uh precisely what you said is that if they can be the worst they are there's somebody there That will meet them there and can also berate them for it Mm -hmm. and so it's equally we know what we can be and we know how badly we can hurt each other but also if it's somebody like like i see all the shitty things that you are and that you're capable of and i see all of the ways that you aren't that, and how you can make up for that, and how you don't like that about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, for Harry and Draco, it's intense in every possible way, including their ability to hurt each other, is phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good at hurting each other. Um, and but I think that along the same vein is why Jerry works so well in general is that they know each other that well to love each other the same way, um, yeah, or have that same sort of passion in every sense. But I think. Exposure works because of its basis in forgiveness and Harry being shitty. Um, And I want to say, again, that it it is his first independent, worst action. Like, he's been, Harry's been cruel and hurtful to others through the series. Um, But there's always been extenuating circumstances. Um, A hormonal teenager. (laughs) Other hormonal teenagers. Um, uh, Magical Nazis. You know, uh, <laughs> in, you know, um, Draco being um, a Nazi, yeah. you know, and, um, and here Draco is himself with no buffer. Um, I mean, buffer against the world, not like his persona on cam, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it does give him the opportunity to have fun when you're able to, he's able to present himself um ways that are exhausting as I can attest to but the way that he wants to be seen it can be satisfying um and I assume for Draco it might work that it's satisfying to come across as desirable even if he feels like shit in such a shit situation
0: no I think I think that's absolutely right I think you know even if it is exhausting to go and be charming at a party if people are charmed that is a positive feedback loop loop uh so i think that's what he gets out of it um okay right i want to i want to move on a little bit i want to talk about um (laughs) why this is such a popular trope okay so here's my theory as to why it's such a popular trope um okay i think a lot of women give consent without really wanting to um especially especially young women find themselves in situations where they feel as if if they say no either there will be social re- repercussions or it could turn into rape right they're in a situation with this guy they're in bed with someone mm-hmm. and they are worried that if they say no this will turn out to be a traumatic event so rather than say no or resist they give in and it's mm-hmm. this kind of weird sad consent. And I don't think it gets talked about very much. And I think Mm. one of the reasons that a reluctant sex worker fic is appealing to women is Mm. uh, that it, it, that is what that position is, right? It's someone who has given consent, usually kind of blanket consent, but doesn't really want to have done that. And so it's a way I think for women to explore that through a, usually a male character, which makes it feel easier to explore because it's not, you're not you're not watching your own experience in the same way. Cause it's predominantly women who read fan fiction. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I, I understand there's people who are non-binary and, and men, but I'm talking mainly about women here. Um, and yeah, so I think that that experience of, uh, you know, it's a reluctant sex worker, Draco, and he's having sad, reluctant sex with people. He doesn't want to, I think mm-hmm. that reflects a lot of female experience of sex in a safe way. So I, I think that's, one reason um but I, I do think you're right that it's also partly that it's you know it's sort of titillating um but i don't think it's as simple as oh sex worker fix are sexy and people have rape fantasies um quite apart from anything else i think rape fantasies deal with a similar thing right they deal mm-hmm. they deal with um female fears around sex right and and around shame, shame. um so what do you, what do you think of that theory Yes. Uh, <laughs> give me a moment here. Okay. Again, I have, I, have another, on, I have another theory as well to add to that. But so, first, what do you think of that one?
1: I, I think that you have hit the nail on the head because that is also the projection that's put onto sex workers in general. Think cis women in atomic families, or with the excess, like, expectation that that's the gendered sadly acquiescing because like what are the alternatives mm-hmm. blah 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 can we really voice um like can they really voice their wants and needs or discomforts um all that jazz and so they see a woman that they think men want so there's this image of sexual desirability and allure that men love secretly they're obsessed with sec- like you know it's it's mm-hmm. It's like the ideal, and so it's an insecurity, and it's also like we must have given blanket consent, and we must be enthusiastic about it, obviously,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um because men love us so much
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so um obviously in in that sense, that projected image of the sex worker must feel as shitty as they do because if Men desire them so much, that means that um, these quote-unquote normal women um, aren't able to give all of that. Well, They'll never be as sexually titillating as a sex worker, as a stripper, as a prostitute because there's something so special about us. We're willing to take that step, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, We can be professional about it, so automatically that makes us better. It's just a weird thing that obviously... Is very complicated and not fully articulated at my best just then <laughs> but I hope I'm getting the general idea across so there's the perception of like if that's how they feel um and there's also the feel oh never who's, who's actually
0: who's the that? They in this
1: so I'm thinking I'm thinking of the women that come into clubs the women that um like with stiff arms, with their bags close to them for the bachelorette parties
0: uh-huh.
1: um where they're not having a good time uh-huh. they will make brief eye contact with the strippers um or they get super drunk and scream like Woo! so that they're not fully present uh-huh. yeah <laughs> um so it's more of a carnival ride because uh-huh. it's so disarming to them
0: to be there mm-hmm. um Although um, I would posit that those are not the same women that are reading the sex worker fanfics, probably.
1: Oh, true. But it's considered mass media representation and how that follows in fanfiction, how the same stories are being told, right. but in ways that are actually more interesting because they're the characters that we know and want to explore and have been explored so much. So right. it's not just some random sex worker. It's the same emotional feeling that you're saying that projected well uh, I'm unhappy with this or like this isn't my ideal so obviously they must be fucking miserable
0: um, yeah so but- so what you're saying is that in the same way that um those women who come into your club and are uncomfortable are uncomfortable because of the media they have seen correct when we read and write and I include myself in this week mm-hmm. when we read and write um these sort of abused, sad sex worker fix, we're dealing with that same discomfort of like, I have seen how sex workers are represented on television and mm-hmm. I would not want to be in that position. Mm-hmm. But what I'm not dealing with is the reality of a sex worker. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Which brings me on in fact to my next point, which is that I think the second reason that uh we like reading these stories is that they are about being saved. And I think a lot of people have fantasies about being saved. And -hmm. I was thinking about this and, um, I don't, I'm not going to apologize for having a fantasy about being saved. I think that's fine. But I was wondering, yeah, but I was wondering like, what is being, what are you being saved from in a sex work? Just bear with me because, Mm -hmm. um, in in most sort of typical, um, abusive, reluctant sex worker fix. Um, The the sex worker is being saved from sort of financial destitution and from abuse. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so is that the key to it? Because if that is the key to it, then where are the Draco is a factory worker in a dangerous industrial revolution style factory where he doesn't get paid enough and he might lose a finger to the spinning Jenny fix? Like, I would be that fic. That sounds great. I would as well. Right? Um, or or like, where you know, Draco was a lumberjack and his job is physically dangerous and does not pay very well and Harry saves him from that. So the thing is, those fics don't exist in the same way. I think there must be something else on top yes. of that.
1: It's intimacy and vulnerability. And with sex, that's like peak.
0: Um, right.
1: And so when it comes to like just nudity not just sexuality but it's not just the sex itself it's the ideas um of desirability and the secret lusts that aren't spoken about that are enacted um or at least are embodied in the idea of sex work that aren't there in Let's say lumberjack Draco down and out. You know. Yeah. Um, Although so, I
0: want to write lumberjack Draco down. Oh, I I want to read that now. I <laughs> think that's sexy. I think <laughs> he's so <laughs> sexy Seriously, too. You write it exactly like a typical down and out sex work ethic oh, Where he I mean, fucking loathes he loathes being a lumberjack. It makes him feel so degraded. Like he <laughs> hates it.
1: Imagine like like rich Harry buys the mill. <laughs> think on that. Think on that. Just oh, an that idea. A
0: friend. I am. I am. thinking <laughs> of it. But yeah no it's 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 clearly not just uh fear of of um physical harm and financial strain it is that extra thing of and on top of that they have to you know they're in this emotionally vulnerable place
1: I think also I really think I think I think you have something what you started there you about the mills <laughs> <laughs> Well yes there but I mean in general about like the idea of being saved. And then what I think about intimacy and vulnerability with regards to sex. Um, I am not a woman, but I do a damn good job of acting like one when I mm. need to for work.
0: Okay. So you do, you, you don't identify as a woman. Is that the you, you, I mean, you're not a woman and yet you will be treated as a woman often when you're doing your job.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. But like, to the extreme, like men have no filter, <laughs> but I realized that wasn't a point that I, that wasn't actually the full extent of where I wanted to go. Okay, um, right. that's still absolutely true. Uh, goodness gracious. But, um, I think everyone, regardless of sex or gender or anything has fears regarding sex and sexuality and intimacy, and then also being afraid of being vulnerable and being vulnerable sexually. And so it's the possibility of a story that, Give gives access to um, a character that is afraid and that has to be treated with care um, and that deserves to be treated with care right off the bat. Um, and no matter who they are, including Draco Malfoy, ex-Nazi.
0: Listen, uh, the fandom is pretty conclusive on Draco. He's a sweet little snowflake and he can do no wrong. I that think is the
1: head, and I love
0: him. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is a very a common thing in in thick is that you'll find that if Harry does something wrong, it's completely unacceptable. But if Draco does something wrong, it's sort of adorable. I don't I don't know how we all I think we've just all read so much fan fiction where Draco has had redemption arcs that we just feel as if he's already had the redemption arc automatically at the beginning of every thick. But anyway, um, that's a <laughs> separate
1: see, tale. See, I'm safe from that. Because I used to read Dramione
0: oh a while ago. Oh so I
1: I read all sorts of Dracos.
0: I can imagine. And a lot that.
1: of them were like, he did not redeem himself till the very end. <laughs> Those are the good books anyways. But um, fan fiction is phenomenal because it's a place where we get to explore more stories that we want. Like with the characters, we look at that and we say, I want more of that. And I think that there's more there that I want to figure out, that I want to see, that I want to try. And, mm-hmm. um, and fan fiction is also a way where people get to express their own fears and explore their stories of their own experiences in, in ways that are the same or different. Or
0: yeah, that's that. Okay. No. So I I um, <laughs> I, I think the thing I'd like to talk touch on a little bit is you know if you're if you're listening and you're like I have written or I would like to write a reluctant sex worker fic, uh, I think something i want to stress is Mm -hmm. that i i do not think any one person is like guilty of having written a bad sex worker fic that is bad uh no
1: one person is responsible
0: right because you know if everyone else treated sex workers the way they should and then you wrote your abused sex worker story that would be no problem right the problem is just (laughs) you know everyone adding a little straw to the back of the camel uh that was a shit analogy but there you go um no I
1: know it's also it's the same thing as just like not even adding to the pile but just accepting the pile not seeing it as a pile just seeing it as like the background the landscape like that's normal <laughs> Yeah. not seeing it as a burden in general it's just what's there
0: so I you know I, I don't think having written a uh, a sex work of fanfic that is in fact problematic makes you a bad person or at least I certainly no. hope it doesn't given that that is something I have done but no. <laughs> um, one thing that I I a while ago read something about how um, you shouldn't use uh, sexual assault as a plot point point. and so in my fix I have frequently been like, in my head, when I'm writing it, I'm like, okay, and so-and-so will get assaulted there. And then I rewrite it when I'm actually writing it down, where I write out the assault, because usually the assault in my head is the, just there to make that character more sympathetic and more tragic. And that's not a good enough reason to have an assault, right? So for it's instance, in in Lessons in Grace and Decorum, there's this scene where um, Draco is like, almost assaulted by someone and then not. And the reason he is not is in my head, he was assaulted. And then I was like, I don't, I don't want to go in to the details of recovering from sexual assault. And I don't want to write the fic if I'm not going to do those details. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm not going to do that work, I'm not going to do it. And mm-hmm. so I think a similar thing is happening in my head with sex worker fics, where I'm like, if I want to write a sex worker fic, I should figure out what is it that I actually want to write. Is it a fic in which Draco is down and out and he gets saved. And is there a different way I can achieve that? Or if I really want to do it that way, can I tell that in the most responsible, truest way that there is? You know, Do I have the bandwidth to do that amount of research? And I think basically that's the question I would have going forward if I wanted to write any more sex work effects, which I, I kind of don't. I feel like I've I've done my, uh, <laughs> I've done my two, um, bad, <laughs> uh, was, your time. yeah, I've done my time. But, um, <laughs> if I was thinking about that, that's what I would, I think I would think about. I would think, what is the reason I want to write this? Is there another way I can achieve it? And if there is not, is there a way I can achieve this responsibly? That was part one of the bonus episode for exposure. If you enjoyed it, do listen to part two.